As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to a Summer League edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. I just, Marcus, I felt like we just needed summer work, kind of like some of these young guys. Like, we, we're we not like these lottery picks that just sit out. Like, we we need to get some work in. Oh, we're the lottery picks. We just actually need the work, you know. <laughs> we're like seven-year pros who are just like, yeah, you see it sometimes, right? Those like I don't want to call them like washouts, but even like Justin Jackson, today, journeyman. Like, yeah, Justin Jackson is one of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Was it like sure. year three? Yeah, at least. Well, I mean, like to be honest, Gary Payton the second. Remember, he was like one of the best players on the that's Warriors right, summer yeah. league team last year, and he was he's with 28, 29 years old playing. So that's what we are. We'll say um, we just got done. First of all, we just got done spending about five six days in Vegas, which I would like to get to some of the stuff we heard and saw out there. But we also just got done watching Warrior Celtics summer league game. That Jen, I mean, like there were some interesting flashes from the guys we'll talk about. Though they didn't play well, which isn't the greatest sign when you start three recent lottery picks, none of them rookies. But um, the mix is kind of weird. I mean, they they got Mac McClung out there playing and one mixtape tour. He's fun to watch, but he's not exactly setting these guys up. Wow. Did you call Mac McClung the professor? Wow. I mean, he got some of that <laughs> vibe to him. Uh, and, you know, Kaminga Wiseman, which, again, is another thing we should probably talk about. But, like, positionally, they're kind of an odd fit. You know, Kaminga's, like, profiles is, like, a small ball, four or five type downhill kind of wanted to occupy some of the similar spots of Wiseman. It's something they need to figure out. Um, but it's just in a summer league environment doesn't work extremely well without much practice time or spacing. So they're not looking gr- that great as a team, but I think we probably would just prefer to talk about them individually. I mean, well, the fact that they're not looking great as a team is the surprising part. Cause we thought you put them three on the team. They might, they might run through summer league, but I do think there's a difference between the Knicks, like NBA players on the roster who like played, you know what I'm saying? They got a lot of minutes. Uh, they they had a role on the team and the Warriors young guys who they were on the team, but you know, they probably didn't play as much, didn't play as consistently and their roles in summer league are so drastically different than what they are on 
the NBA team, right? Like Kaminga's basically Steph Curry on this team. Like the amount of ball handling, the amount of playmaking and creation he's being asked to do dramatically different from what he's going to do in the NBA and what he did. So I, I guess we're seeing that just by virtue of having played in the league before that mean you'll dominate summer league. But that was the thinking you put them three together. They should run through it. But, you know, most of tonight and most of the last game, they were getting their hats handed to them. <laughs> they were crushing the, the first half. Oh, they yeah, came back to win it. the other, you know, the, the first game that, you know, Moody didn't play in, but the Kaminga and Wiseman played together. They were in position to win this one. There were a few big plays from really getting there. Their fourth quarter was good. That was about it. Yeah. But, you know, um, let's just, who do you want to start with, Kaminga or Wiseman? Uh, where's the dice? Let me roll the dice. Let's go with Wiseman. I, I feel like he's important because he's yeah, essentially so your he backup now, center. Yeah, he's now played 41 minutes uh, in two games. I think a lot of people tend to forget. I think he played something like you know 60 minutes over three G League games. I went to one of them in Stockton. Um, you're just to me the the I guess my main takeaway from the three G League games we saw uh, back in what was it like March before the knee swelled up and he got shut down and these two. So five games spread over the last 15 months is, is you're just seeing the, the lack of court time he's been able to get because of the knee injury, because he kind of, to me looks very similar to the player we last saw. And, and, and like, you know, the development has been stunted because he hasn't been able to be on the floor. A lot of the same flaws I think still exist. You know, he's still a step behind rebounding. He's still very jumpy in the lane. He has had some nice rim protection moments, but you got to remember he's playing G League guys in March and G League guys essentially uh you know these last couple games. So he's bigger. Um, maybe there's a bit more timing. There's probably a bit more smarts because he's been able to sit in film rooms and watch Kevon Looney and all that. But um it's he kind of looks like the same player to me, which to me, like that's understandable, right? I mean, he's rusty and he has barely played basketball over the last 15 months. Yeah. The first game was just about like, yo, he's back. Right. And Oh, look how, look how athletic he looks. Right. Look how big he is. But this game, it was like, okay, the hands are still an issue, right? The rebounding is still an issue. The body, the positioning is still an issue and he's going to take a while. So for all of the, enthusiasm about his return there still needs to be a huge amount of let this dude kind of develop like he's 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 a ways away right he's he's not there he, he's going to be at best like a, a good role player for the warriors this year uh i don't know i guess it's cobin gelly was a problem for james wiseman <laughs> right like that like that he, he just looked more polished. He knew where to be. He was great uh, protecting the rim. Uh, so I, I just think, you know, Kaminga's just, I mean, Wiseman just needs the time, man. He needs to put in the time. He needs all the minutes he can. He played 20 tonight. They need to go ahead and just quit playing, take the training wheels off, bump to 30 every time down. Like, what, what are you preserving him for? I mean, as long as his knee is responding, but he just needs a lot, a lot of basketball to catch up his skill set and awareness on the court to his athleticism. But, you know, what was shocking was, like, as as physical as he looks, he's not physical, and it's almost like he needs to get stronger, like, to hold his spot. Like, I mean, I understand, like, he's he's not in good spots, but when he's in the spot, like, late in the game, they're they're trying to post him up, which is part of, you know, 
<laughs> like, yo, you're down seven. You're dumping the ball in the boat. But he was it was so easy to just get through him and deflect the ball. Like he gotta, he's gotta hold that spot. Like, you know, there was two times where it was him and a guy with the ball. You would think at, since he's seven one, two sixty, like that's not even a contest, but dudes are wrestling the ball from him. So it's weird to say it, but I, I do think there's a level of strength and awareness development that he needs. And maybe the strength development will help him eliminate some of these where he just he has the ball in his hand or he has the spot or he, he's in position and he can't hold it because he's getting pushed around a little bit. Yeah, I'd say, look, the lower body uh, and core probably more than the upper body needs to get yeah. stronger. And he hasn't been able, you know, he's done a lot of upper body clearly, but, you know, the knee has has been so slow to 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 heal that, you know, I don't think he's been able to do a ton of like legs and, and yeah, core you can stuff. see it. You can see um, it yeah. And you saw that his rookie year before the knee, knee issue kind of popped up. But also, I just it's you do see it with his fouling sometimes he's incredibly big and like you know can just whack you and and like if he comes over and it particularly if he's like upset or on this particular possession he's like i'm getting a defensive rebound like he will crush through you and he'll knock a dude into the stanchion and he'll get called for a foul um but i think where you i think sometimes more than the strength it's just like he's not sensing the guy coming in behind taking the ball away and it just you know it kind of just knocks it out of his hand because he just didn't feel it i think you know, you could take a lesson rebounding wise. So like to me, so much of what Looney did well this season where he, by the way, Kevon Looney did not used to be this type of rebounder, but as he has morphed into this over his six, seven seasons in the NBA, it wasn't just reading angles and sensing and jumping to a spot, uh, which why, you know, where Looney's a step ahead, Wiseman's and I think even a step behind where like it hits the rim. And then there's that split second where you expect, Oh, it is going that way. Um, but also just like knowing where all the other 10 bodies are on the court. Like Looney's just always like he he'll be getting ready to absorb a guy coming on his like back right side, let's say, uh, and, and can kind of, you know, calculate that into when, when he's trying to catch the ball where I think Wiseman just gets, it'll get knocked away from him because he doesn't know that a hit is coming. I think that a lot of that's just like not playing basketball, but it's, uh, you know, the lack of physicality thing is weird because there are times, again, he has 12 fouls in like 40 minutes. There's been times where you're like, he wants to go yeah, get that rebound. He's shoving the guy yeah, in the yeah. back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, no that's question. overly physical, but then there's a time where he gets the offensive rebound and then he's going to like a, eight foot fadeaway off like, one foot yeah. go crush that and there was at least three times today where he had the ball sometimes it was off a pass about eight feet out and he's going to like the push shot or you know something in the lane and like he does have a nice touch we've seen the jumper he should be able to be a stretch five when he really like you know develops into the player he's gonna be but they're especially on this warriors team with what they need interior wise from him he just needs to take the approach of like go crush a dunk when you're eight feet away don't go to the floater and that's the difficulty of him and Wiseman. I mean, uh, Kaminga playing together because they need the same thing from Kaminga, <laughs> right? Yeah. They need him. They need him operating free throw line and below, and they both kind of be there. But I do think Wiseman can step out there. Uh, you know, obviously he's got a nice jumper, so it's kind of it's a tough spot. Like he's a great pick and pop candidate. He's a a guy who could step to the corner. You figure he'll be able to hit hit some open threes. But where you need him to be is finishing. I do think the one area and you kind of like you said, you see him bowling over people where he can and, you know, where he can like really have an impact on the season. 
It's just deciding like I'm about to go get the rock. I'm about to go. I'm I'm about to kill the rebound. I'm I'm gonna get put back dunks. I'm getting tip ins. I'm I'm eating off the scraps, and that's that's essentially what Looney did. You know, that's how Looney became so valued, getting the extra possessions. And we saw Wiggins do it. We've seen Looney do it. Uh, Moses Moody is is pretty good at it. I feel like that's where Wiseman can really make an impact. I mean, the difficulty of all this is you can see how good he can be. Like, it's right there. Like, you can watch it and see. It's not like you're asking somebody to do something that it's not even possible. So that's what makes it a little bit like, a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, difficult, but also promising. It's like he can, you can see what he'll be when he gets there. Cause right now he can still be pretty productive, especially if he's playing smarter and taking better shots at this stage. But just some of the, some of the weaknesses, like, I don't see how you get those soon. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's the that thing. is I don't where, see how you get those soon. That is why it's like, you know, you watch a game like this and you go, man, do those two lost years like hurt in the in this this this, I guess, uh, growth curve that, you know, we do think he's going to have. Let's say he plays 70 games the next two seasons. Think about going into his fifth season, the type of player he could be if he gets that type of, you know, uh, I guess just usage uh, and particularly, you know, and it's you go back and like, you know, you wonder if this was the best situation for him to get drafted into, because even next season, like, you know, 70 games from him still might only be 18 minutes a game or something like this in a very simplified role where he does seem like a guy that might need to explore the studio space. But you also just like, man, that could have, like, if this was him going into a normal third season compared to what basically feels like he's going into his rookie season again, that's almost kind of the issue. But the one thing I will say is, I remember from his rookie season, if he could string together like eight, nine, ten straight games, he was always kind of it felt like he took a little bit of a step. And I remember even right before the game that he tore the meniscus on the alley-oop attempt, it was like maybe his eighth, ninth straight game. Remember, because there was all these stop and goes. There was the wrist sprain. Oh, when yeah. He was start, starting at a rhythm. There was the covid issues. I remember when he got thrown into a. Uh, quarantine when you you know contact tracing there was always these stop and goes and i did feel like when the times that he did get eight nine ten straight games he would be like okay he's starting to figure some things out he's starting to get in a rhythm so um he's gonna need that but the problem is he's what is he gonna get two two three more summer i think only two more summer league games total get some camp preseason will be big i think camp will help i think camp will help a lot like it's just two uh, i mean they're still doing two days right like yeah, and you know what? Hardcore like, work. They play a lot of pickup ball in the mm-hmm. in like September. Before, like the before September camp. before. Yep. That's like Warriors tradition. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They'll bring in like last year they brought in like Darren Collison and uh, you know, Avery Bradley. Remember, they're trying to like, you know, figure out who might be competing for Langston Galloway. My he needs to be able to be unrestricted in those environments. You know what I mean? Like they can't. It would be really bad for him if they leave summer league and it's like, all right, James, now you got to like ease it back for a couple months. Like, we'll no, this see needs you in October. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to be the starting line of a pretty unrestricted summer. If he's you want to really... see the tape of him and then pick up games across the summer, you want to see him, some of the footage. Of... Yeah. <laughs> with, with hoodie mellow in them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. I do think, I do think they need to get him some time and, and, I just want I hope he's giving himself time. You see him storm off after the game. Yeah, he you just see him. Bolted. 
Yeah, he was really mad at himself late or the situation, whatever, when he got that rebounding foul on one end. Uh, there was another foul on the other end. But look, I mean, the guy really, not only does he really want to this process to be sped up, but he like really has wanted to play more than they've allowed him. To, oh, yeah. No question. You know, no question. This isn't a guy who's been like, you know, very I'm wanted to like let me know when you're ready for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, accept his fate or like, you know, he I mean, he's really like like he'll want to play pickup in this summer. He wants to get this going. So um, we'll see. I mean, look, we we I don't want to judge much off, off 41 minutes in, in the summer league when he's as rusty as you can possibly be basically as an NBA player considering a situation, but just I, again, final takeaway or like overall takeaways, just like kind of, kind of it, looks it like it was a reminder. Player. It was a reminder of where, yeah. where we were when he left. Right. It was like, oh, okay, he's, mm-hmm. he's right where he was when he left. Uh, the big thing is getting them back, but the same, the same kind of work needs to be done, but that begins with staying healthy. Like that's none of it matters if he doesn't stay healthy uh, to me. It's just about him playing and playing a lot and figuring it out. I don't, because, I'm not taking anything from summer league for yeah, him. Just play. I agree because to me, what he does well is like any of the individual work he's been able to do over the last couple of years. I'm sure it's been great. It's been great to work with Dehan and like do you know different like soft touch stuff around the rim. But the stuff that gives him trouble is when there's other bodies, opposing bodies out there, bashing into him from different angles that he can see and can't see. That's when you know. The pictures, you know, what does Kerr always talk about? Like the pictures, they see the pictures once you play. He's just, the, it's moving very fast. Um, all right, let's move on to Kaminga. Um, kind of an odd three-game summer league from him. He called the first game he had maybe the worst game of his life, two of ten, like six tournaments. It was like, in some ways, like the most destructive player on the floor in that loss they had. The same night Moody had 34. Came back and, you know, Better approach in the second game was getting downhill a bunch. I think he shot like 17 free throws, something like that in the second game. Ended up finishing up in like the 28-point range. Similar tonight, you know, looking for the jumper too much probably. Um, but when he I mean, needed tough. to turn... He's wide open, right? Like he It was open. Tough. Um, but when he needed to turn it on, like, you know, you can see that mental uh, approach go and like suddenly he's picking up he, he like started playing like regular season type defense and, and he could be a defensive force when he does that started getting to the rim a bunch hitting the jumper you know the jumper's like he probably likes it more than the warriors probably like it but it's point. not bad mid-range tonight your mid-range yeah it's not bad yeah it's this i think he's just better off the dribble i think he's better when his feet are not set weirdly enough <laughs> you know what i'm saying when he can get the I mean, he's such a great athlete, so explosive. I think he likes to be in the air shooting, you know, whether it's the pull up, the lean, a little bit of fade or speed out. I think he just gets a better feel for the shot when he takes a moment in the air to reset. Like, but his mid range looks really good, man. I like, I think he should pull it out more. He, JJ Reddick pointed out on the pot, he drives and he spins, right? And it's not like Giannis where that spin. If you don't shut that, like, first off, when he spins and you're there, he's probably bowling through you. Well, but he's taking be, off after that spin and yamming it. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? He but, might be but, honest year two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anymore. So to me, though, instead of that spin, like, by the time he spins, he's already at a spot where I think he could just pull up and take it and just shoot over the dude because he jumps so high and he's so athletic. Just pull up, strong two-foot explode. 
because he's got a nice mid range, man. It's it's actually pretty good. It's the it's the feet set wide open three ball that he's having a hard time with, and that's the shot they're giving him. But I, on, on my only issues hit with him this game was the rebounding. Like he's just spending too much time on the perimeter, and I think in preparation for the season he needs to have with the Warriors, it's got to be inside. It's got to be free throw line and below. Like that's where he's going to live. He's not going to be out there pushing Jordan Poole, you know, down to the <laughs> down below the free throw line or pushing Clay. He's going to be the one down there. So the rebounder shows me he spent a lot of time working from the perimeter instead of inside because he actually will get in there and crash if he's down there. But if he's standing out around the three-point line, he's not down there. And that's not where he's going to be. It's just not gonna, where he's going to be with the Warriors. Yeah, one obvious issue he's had because like he's gonna take so many free throws in his career did you know his free throws for 36 were good this season he has in three games taken 30 free throws uh which is great but he's made 12 you know and i talked to somebody who said they see maybe he's a little flat-footed on the on he the was five throw. for eight tonight he was five for eight tonight i will say that was you know an improvement obviously but he was seven and an improvement to 62 62 percent right <laughs> well, he was seven of twenty-two in the first two yeah, games. That was rough, yeah. And he's and he's three of eighteen from three. And I don't worry as much like the three actually. Like he he was like something like that in his first you know five or six NBA games. He like was basically like one of fifteen something like that from three. But then there for about a two month period, like in the NBA, as more of a catch and shoot guy when he started to play a role. Yeah, he, he like he was like a 36, 37, 38% three-point shooter for a while. So like he's shown he's capable and he's streaky, and, yeah. Yeah, streaky, but also like, you know, in a more NBA environment, like the off the dribble threes, like, you know, the Warriors aren't gonna be having him take too many of that. Or or even like you see the one tonight where he had an open three and then he went like dribbled between his legs three times, took like the 21 footer with his foot on the line. It was like, oh gosh, that can't be a regular season shot right there. I mean, are, is part of you like, yo, man, get it in, man. Get your chance to be the man in right now. Take all those shots. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Regardless of, like, you know, some of the, sh- you know, sharper decision-making that we're talking about and, like, the fact that he did turn it on late today, his approach, games two and particularly tonight, I thought has been much improved from game one. I mean, you we were both there for the first couple games, but particularly the first game. He was pouting the whole game, clearly, like, didn't really want to be there. That led to like, you know, really kind of in some ways. Uh, I think he was a little embarrassed by the performance. Maybe that's why he's turned it on a little bit. But uh, you wondered where mentally it might be going after that first game. And if like, was there a chance they'd like kind of shut him down? But no, you know, I think he's pro- taken a better professional approach to the last couple of games. That's what I'd say. Uh, no question. I thought he was really solid the last game. Uh, not, 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 you know, 
the big one tonight, but the second game, the one they won, uh, he battled through early struggles. Like, you know, to me, there's a part of like, there's the Kaminga that's trying to win. And then there's a Kaminga that's trying to go for his. And I think it's trying to like that's trying to win 27 yeah. year old two way. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's to tonight. And, and I think the previous game he switched to, yo, let's win this game. And you could always tell defense and how he's running the floor. Right. And even tonight, like, you know, he's like waving off Mac McClung, like, yo, give me the rock. I'm going downhill and I'm getting to the rim. And he didn't get a couple of calls, but it was the right mindset. Like when he's decides, yo, let's win the game. Like he can actually be pretty effective, but I think you're right. I think all of this, this whole Kamiga experience to me can be centered around this idea that this dude believes he's probably the best young player in the league. <laughs> right. So it's like, you're watching other players get get notoriety, get attention, get opportunity, and you know he's he's walked into a word situation where that's limited. So I do think it, it's worked in the words advantage this time because you can't be out here looking like he looked game one of summer league, you know what I'm saying, and still thinking, yo, I should be out here, right? I should be the guy. You can't be out here getting cooked and looking bad against summer league, dude. So I think there's a part of him is like, all right. Let me show that I'm I'm the guy I say I am. And the way to do that is to defend, is to play under control, is to kind of pick apart the defense. To me, I feel like the thing that kind of works against them is actually working for him right now. And maybe that's a lesson he takes into training camp where it's like, I'm sure, you know, they've been telling him, like, here's how you do it, right? This is it. You rebound, you run the floor, you you slash, you cut, you finish, you defend, you get out in transition. Like, this is what they've been telling them. He can get – just figure if he want to average 18 points, he can get nine of them off garbage, like off <laughs> offensive rebounds, off drawing fouls, off little stuff that's easy for him, and then, you know, get another nine off hitting the open shot, off taking a tough shot at the end of the shot, like all that. But he can get nine to 12 points every game just doing the little stuff that he was doing tonight and that he's been doing the last two games, just playing hard and going for it. Like, to me, that, that's 12 points right there. What's your pool average this year? That's that's about to get him paid? <laughs> like, yeah. 18? You I'm know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Jordan like, Poole did it in a way where you're like, you know, you give him a lead guard spot, and he particularly late, like the efficiency of Jordan Poole yeah. is like a primary playmaker. But um, but if you average 15 in the NBA as a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, you're doing something pretty good. Yeah, but he can get nine off just being a hustling super athlete. Like, yeah. he's got that in him. Two things. Number one, I just think with like, you know, I do think it was a little tough for him coming into summer league because not, not only what you said of like, you know, looking at some of the other players in his draft class, which I think he believes, you know, I'm better than I just wasn't put in the same situation that Jalen Green was in. I couldn't just, you know, take all the shots I wanted for two months to start the season for, a you know, uh, you know, whatever, 22 win team and then get better in the second half because I'd logged that many minutes and that many ball uh, creation opportunities, but also. Like, you know, think about if you're a Jalen Green or you're a Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy was shut down in like February. Uh, Jalen Green was done in April 15th. Like Kaminga and Moody, while it was probably incredibly informative for them to watch the Warriors playoff run, be it like, you know, on the inside. And at times for Moody in the West Finals, Kaminga starting in the second round, like get some brief opportunities. Um, that's a lot of work that took the, you know, 
I mean, we're dealing with it too, right? Like, oh yeah, forget the games, right? It's the practices, it's the meetings, it's all that. Yeah, they've well, been at they're it. They're showing up yeah. like when they played a home playoff game. They're the first players at the arena because they're the ones that have to practice before the yeah. veterans come out. So they're at these arenas on these game nights at like 4 p.m. with like a 7 p.m. tip and like then spend the entire night and have 95 people coming up to them during the game saying like, you see how, you know, Looney did that. You see how what, you know, Draymond did that. Like that is just so much overload for a young guy from a yeah. work perspective. Then they got this brief and it was a very brief vacation from it. Right. Uh, draft week free agency before. You know, Kaminga had to rush back from the Congo to play in summer league. And I do understand like somewhat of a dude, like I'm already back to work. I'm already responsible for doing this. Um, that's number one. Number two, you mentioned the way that he has to score and, or like, you know, particularly for this Warriors team, right? Like, you know, dive, uh, pick and roll diving, which he did a couple times tonight. He even got a nice pass from Wiseman, by the way. That was a nice moment for Wiseman. But, um, and one transition right? <laughs> and, and offensive rebound buckets. The problem, emerging problem, is that's how Wiseman needs to score too. Yep. And there's a little bit of an overlap with the Warriors' two most important prospects and the stages of their career they're at and, and what they need to do to help next season's team. Oh, win. I don't think it's just them. Like that's how Moody scores. <laughs> Moody could catch and shoot stationary, yeah. like Moody, Good. Moody, in my opinion, we can get to him, but he can kind of fit in where he needs to. The overlap I would be concerned about is Kaminga Wiseman positionally, too. No question, especially if you put them together in the second unit, right? I mean, obviously, you got JP running that second unit, presumably. But yeah, like that's going to be tough. I mean, they could do the whole clear out a side two man game with him. But if they're occupying the same space, to me, that's going to be tough. And, and the, the difficult part is I think Wiseman can play high posts. He's got the jumper for it. Like he can he can pull the defense from the basket to give Kaminga some some space. But do you want Wiseman doing that? Like, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying the, the thing is you want him finishing at the rim, being aggressive, being physical, going hard and not necessarily just living on elbow jumpers. You want to tell him he's, you know, Nemanja Bielitsa or Kelly Olynyk or something, you know. I don't you don't know want him to just create yeah, early in his career that you're just like a stretch five and that's your It's like you can do that, but that's not really where where they need him to live. So, And that's, that's not how you want part. him to develop either. Yeah, absolutely. Like, So that's the difficult part. And maybe, you know, maybe that means you don't give them a lot of run together. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe there's a you put Kaminga with one of them with in the auto porter, you're gonna play with the starters role, right? Like you come in for Draymond that you get a lot of minutes that way, or maybe it's you come in for Kaming for Looney Wiseman and you got a little minutes that way, and then one of them gets predominantly with the second unit. But but we talked about this before. Remember you were talking about it. Who's got the who do you want with Jordan Poole? is probably the bigger question Wiseman, right so so what about like you know again now we're now we're getting deep in the weeds of like next season's rotations we need cal call me on for this um but yeah like vacation maybe you, by the way maybe you sub looney out for kaminga you know mid first and he plays like more small ball environment with draymond which you know could work uh and then it's Wiseman top of the second quarter with pool running pick and roll yeah and, you're closing with Looney and that that unit. And, and by the way, 
you know, I know Looney just played 82 games last season, but a lot of these veterans are going to miss games. You know, there's going to be days where Clay Thompson's not playing a back-to-back. Moses Moody's suddenly starting at the two. And, you know, Wiggins maybe gets some more games off. Draymond certainly is not going to go 82 games next season. So um, there's there will be a ton of developmental opportunities. They just need to, particularly Wiseman, just needs to stay healthy. He just needs or- to be available for those opportunities. If you want Wiseman with Poole, then that means you love Wiseman. With Steph this time around, would it be? No. I mean, you could make the argument you start him again, start him, keep Looney. I mean, you he know, just, Looney will take he's that. One of the rare, he's, he's one of the rare dudes who's not good with Steph on the court. Like, so, but maybe, maybe with a different kind of focus, he can be. But for the same reasons you'd want Wiseman with Jordan Poole, it makes sense to put him with, with Steph. And that gives Kaminga a little bit more freedom in the second unit. And also at this point, it's probably fair to say that Kaminga should get more minutes, right? Like you pencil in more opportunity for him uh, and, and be more cautious with Wiseman. So yeah, I, I, that, that, that that's going to be a thing. And like I was saying about Moody, since we're probably going to get to him, like Moody can play another way, but his effectiveness is that he does do all this stuff. He slashes. He gets the offensive rebounds. He's hustling for loose balls, right? He values the things that they need to value. So, I mean, it's probably will be ideal for a Warriors assistant coach who's preaching this stuff, but three guys slashing to the rim at the same time. It's probably <laughs> they probably want that, you know, from the guys that just probably won't have them on the court at the same time. True. But Moody, to me, Moody is pretty He's got flexible. more wiggle in his handle too yeah moody can i don't think there's like a lineup combination that you're like i don't like moody in that lineup combination you know he could kind of go two three they'd played him at times at the three last year and like you know not that you would ever have him a small ball four but he could be kind of you know considered a, i'm just saying if they're on the court and 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 there's a guy who's not paying attention to the back door who's most likely likely to take it. Who's most likely to see it? Moody. Moody. Who, are they going to tell stand on the wing because you're a 39% catch and shoot three-point shooter and like you need to spread the floor for the other guys? That's Moody. Moody's that, like, hold on, man. Back door. I got this. Buckets. <laughs> no, you're running into four defenders because it's, it's Wiseman sitting there. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Moody, uh, you know, the 34-point game like just showed so much of what he can be because it wasn't your traditional 34-point summer league game where it's just like ball Somebody gets hot. Yeah, yeah, high usage. Wasn't. It was like, first of all, he I mean, he goes to the rim like really aggressively. You saw it late tonight. He almost like face-planted. Um, Too aggressively. He's trying yeah. to dunk on the whole Celtics. It was like, what are you doing, dude? Relax. He's getting a lot of free throws, just like, you know, going to the rim that way. Uh, rebound putbacks. He hit a little 14-foot, you know, pullback. You mentioned the slashing. The shot looks great, right? Anytime he's pulling up for an over three, although I didn't hear airballed at least one tonight. But, you know, generally, with, one, I think. if he's pulling up for an open three, I mean, even if it's in the West Finals, which we saw, like, you think that there's a decent chance that's going in. Um, but, you know, you I thought you did see tonight kind of like what the limitations, like if you are of the belief, like watch out, Mo- Moses Moody has a higher ceiling as like a, you know, potential like all-star if anybody thinks that. I think you saw the limitations of that tonight. Just he doesn't have the explosiveness to the rim. He struggled to finish against size. He was 6-19 shooting tonight. Um, and it's like, you know, I to me you can – Anyone arguing like, you know, there's kind of a cap on what he can be, even if that's a fantastic role player, there does kind of seem to be that cap, which is fine. I mean, that's a great pick at 14. 
You ain't telling Moody that though, are you? No, I'm just you know overreacting <laughs> like, Yo, to summer I'm about league to, games as we I'm do. About bu- I'm about to get this buckets. Uh, I think his. I I don't know. I, I think in his mind, he's a little bit more athletic than he is. But I do think the versatility of how he could get his will make him like super valuable. He doesn't have the high ceiling like Kaminga, but man, like those steady kind of regular providers, like you might get hot or if he like if he became a forty percent three point shooter consistently, right? And man, he's already a you know pretty good free throw shooter. Like he's one of them dudes who could easily start averaging fifteen to eighteen points in the NBA. And maybe get hot one year and, and drop a 20 something and end up an all star starter with with the boost of a K pop guy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Moody year seven could be really good. It's uh, like, I don't, I agree. By like, the way, all star, but, you know, Moody year two to me, like, if you were to ask me today which of those three, like, closes more games next season, Moody, I'd probably take Moody of the three. Because I just yeah. think he does a lot more of the stuff that Steve Kerr, when it comes to winning time, is going to want on the floor with the mix of you know his stars. I think Moody just fits much more seamlessly what they next do. to yeah. his main guys, and we saw that in the West Finals. You know, you could have Gary think- Payton the second is out, which by the way he's departed now. He's out in the West Finals. It wasn't Kaminga that was suddenly getting the minutes. It was Moody. Uh, so I just- think one of the one of the things that makes that so. Is I think he was a much better. He ends up being a much better passer than maybe we thought. Like he's a sneakily good passer. Like he's really good at finding uh, cracks in the defense. And that if you can pass and defend, like you're you're probably gonna be a winning player. And the Warriors really value that stuff. So his ability to be that to me makes him the obvious choice down the stretch of games. Also, he's like loves the. Um, strategic side of the game. Not that like Wiseman and Kaminga don't, but like, you know, you said I had that conversation I put out with, with Moody last week down in Vegas, talked to him and he's like talking like in depth about trapping the box and like different, you know, uh, like minutia and details within the game that he's trying to get better. And you just like, he just has a very veteran approach that um, is rare for his age. And I he's old. He's really like 35. I know. He's got 35-year-old vibes for sure. Looney vibes in some ways, right? I mean, it's, it's what Looney always was at that age. And guess what? Coaches love Kavon Looney. And coaches love, 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 love people who know. I mean, a big part of it, I think the difference, the advantage Moody has is to a degree, he understands his limitations better than Kaminga at this point in their careers, right? Like he's getting a little like he's trying to duck up people a little bit too much for my liking. But generally speaking, and, you know, he's also in summer league. Right. So he he is better than these guys. <laughs> but Moody understands who he is better at this point. Uh, like not who he's going to be, not what his potential is, but like who he is right now and what he can do on the court and what he should be on should be doing on the court. Moody understands that better than Kamika. And the more Kamika gets to that, the better off he'll be. But but Moody just has it, right? And that's Moody. Moody that's played high school basketball with Scotty Barnes and Kate Cunningham on the same team. And he moved by himself from Little Rock to California to play too, as well. Florida, right? 
No, Florida, Florida. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Bronny. My bad. Yeah, uh, Mount Verde, Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, Mount Verde. He moved by himself. Like his parents didn't go with him. He was so mature that they were like, "Yo, man, you got this. Go." And he just moved. Now, the reason I be a role player in some ways. Absolutely. No, be like, what was he? Sixth man, seventh man. Uh, he was a role player in high school on like this unbelievable team. Like, you know, you if you're playing with Scotty Barnes and Kate Cunningham, you need to learn how to play off the ball. That's the other thing. You know, you talk to him like, what are you working on? I mentioned like off the dribble threes, like just to see what he'd say. Like, no, more like coming off pin downs and like catch and shoot the stuff I'm going to do next season. And like, that's a that's a advanced approach by the same token. That's why I think Kaminga will figure it out. I mean, the dude was 13 and left left the Congo. <laughs> to come to America by himself, I'm 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 banking on dudes like that. But yes. I, I think another but guy. You know what he's it. been told his whole life? Understandably, you are a future a NBA yeah, superstar. Play you're like a star. one. You're so, a star. Yeah. What, go go. It's a lot and get longer it. to develop into that than to develop into Trevor. Ariza. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the other guy we got to talk about is a uh, a guy who might possibly get a roster spot. What did you What did you think of uh, Quindary? So, um, you know, he look, he's big body, he can defend a little bit, he gets an open three, can hit it, uh, he can kind of go get his at times, you know, he's obviously out there on the court with a bunch of guys that are above him in the organizational pecking order where Moody's going to get more touches and, um, I guess, responsibility, Kaminga is Wiseman, like when Wiseman's on the floor, so much of the orbit of the floor kind of tilts to Wiseman, Um so Quindary's got to kind of fit in where he can get in where you're so you're not really seeing the 20 point per game score that he was at Santa Cruz a lot this year. Um, so that plus the other thing I'd say as far as like roster spot, like it's a possibility he could slip on 014 man. But, you know, the the two way contract situation is very restrictive and he's um, he's a restricted free agent where if if another team does not offer him a roster spot contract then the Warriors like kind of can retain him on a two-way. And I think at this point, the Warriors would like him to come back on a two-way where oh, yeah. I think there's e- even teams out there that go, okay, we'll give you a minimum deal. Well, the Warriors can just match that. And then he's a minimum on their roster. So I think that in some ways deters other teams from coming in and offering him a minimum. If they believe the Warriors are just going to keep him, keep him, Yeah. So then he sits there kind of fortunately for them, not for the player, which stinks for the player side. I think he's likely to be on a two-way. Well, that depends on how do you think they feel about Mac McClung, baby. I think they needed guard play. I actually know this. Yes, I heard they needed guard they play when they Ryan need Rollins. Ball handlers. Well, Ryan Rollins, they thought was going to be their summer league guard. Like the, Ryan Rollins would have been the starter tonight at the point guard. Oh yeah, but they found the fracture, so he can't play. They needed a guard. They they've gone with McClung, which you know makes sense. You know, you probably want him to be a little bit more you know, feeding others. <laughs> and then he is. Are oh, you saying four for 13? You know, you don't like that. Yeah, basically. You know. um, is that what he was? Uh, yeah, I think it was four for 13. I don't think, I think it's unlikely Mac McClung is. Oh, really? With the Warriors. Like- <laughs> but, you know, like he might show enough to get a two way somewhere else. I wonder if he gets, and I'm wondering if he gets an invite to training camp. That's what I'm wondering. I'm not sure like he, you know, step. I don't know if he will. He might take an offer, an invite to a team with the more probability he'll make the spot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is yeah. welcome to the life of like the back ends of these rosters. I mean, so much of it is about paths and, you know, agent relationships and 
belief of, you know, if you can really like, well, you know, what is your future within the organization? But any, before we get out of here, anything else from, uh, just from our time in Vegas, man, we were down there. By the way, Guy Santos, 12 and eight. That's all I'm saying. He was a, he had a nice he was on drive the to the rim. He was, uh, he was, he and Peyton Willis were the only players who were plus. Everybody else was negative. Gee Santos, a winner, baby. I like Gee Santos as a drafting stash, particularly if that stash is in Santa Cruz. Yeah, no question. Um, Vegas was too hot. Yes. <laughs> it was wild. It was wildly hot. Draymond showed up. Hey, can we talk about the, uh, the, the workout? Has that been uh, made public? Which one? The the Draymond Demarcus Cousins workout? Yeah, yeah. It 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 brings the uh, it brings into question what what are the Warriors gonna do with the final spot? You know, my uh, understanding is it's still probable that there's a veteran or two on the way. Yeah. Um. There's I mean, somewhere there has of a to be grid. there at twelve. They've got the, they've got to do something. Yeah, they're they're at twelve even when you add Rollins. Right. Um. They, he must figure out the Andre Iguodala situation, um, which isn't, I mean, it's not must figure out. Like, Andre Iguodala needs to give them an answer. My understanding is, like, that could come a day before training camp. Like, they're kind of have, at this point, it seems an open veteran minimum offer awaiting him if he wants it. They'd like to know as soon as possible, but they're not requiring him to tell them as soon as possible. Um, so he's kind of, you know, you got to ticket him somewhat in the plans. A veteran... <clears throat> Oh, man, a veteran or two on the vet minimum uh, is, you know, going to happen. But you could see it like across the league, like this Durant Aiton situation has just gridlocked the league. And there's like assigning a day, basically. So a lot of these vet minimum guys, I think, are waiting for stuff to play out. Big splash to happen, open yeah. up, yeah. whatever. I mean, because that's what that's what usually happens, right? Somebody big move happens and you know you, you kind of get the scraps afterwards but you know the, the from from when i'm talking to people they're they're perfectly fine waiting they might not just the, you know normally they'll be done mid-july <laughs> but this might go into uh august like they're okay they're they're probably picking up the scraps too right who who, who falls by the wayside who ends up getting bought out like all those things are in play but I still think it was interesting that, you know, Draymond and Boogie together in Vegas. I think Boogie lives in Vegas, right? He does. Uh, And they're friendly. We know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And the Warriors have a pristine facility, like their own facility outside of Vegas. That is like, you know, you got chefs cooking meals and making smoothies. There's a huge weight room. Uh, And, you know, Cousins played a year with the Warriors. There's a lot of courts in there, too. Pretty big. Yeah. Three, four or five, whatever. How many courts? Like, it's just like a great place you know, to get a workout in and he worked out with the Marcus, but I think we both are of the belief that I'm just saying they need a stretch big who can rebound and who can uh, hit some open shots. Uh, and their belief is that is James Wiseman <laughs> or it better be, you know, I don't think they're going to block James Wiseman's path to playing time with the Marcus cousins just seems unlikely. I'll say that. I mean, they got to get a veteran big. You don't think he's down to be the third center with the worst. He might be. But you know how would he handle it if uh, James Washington was ahead of him? <laughs> Questions you must ask. I know, right? Yeah, just think about it. Um, I, I did learn Jadori chicken in Vegas. What did you learn that, about it? 
it's supposed to be like some high-end chicken. The dude was telling me, what, what was the name of that place we went to? I keep messing it up. Lupo? L- Lupo, yeah. He said it was the Wagyu of uh, chicken. Okay, then. It was it was pretty good, though. It was good. You, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were having plate envy. You wanted some of my chicken. I agree. I wish I got that. <laughs> so that, that's a big revelation. Now I'm in the Bay looking for Jadori chicken. I might, they might be gassed. I might just got played by some Vegas like marketing scam, but it happens. I'm all in. You're just buying it to your house right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to probably get it in and, and, and then I'm going to destroy it by trying to cook it because I don't know what I'm doing. We ain't lying. All right. We will talk to you. Oh, the other thing in Vegas, like, you know, DiVincenzo, Dante DiVincenzo did an uh, interview. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to write like a summer league, like a little notebook type thing that'll be out by the morning. I'll put some of his quotes in there. He's he's a good quote. The good addition for, from a... Uh, it's media. only a good quote because of your U2's collective Sacramento affinity. That's what it was. I mean, I'm not sure he has much of an affinity for Sacramento after... Not not the Kings, but his last three months or so. <laughs> but uh yeah, we will talk to you I don't know next time. Whenever we'll talk we talk to you. Yeah, we'll talk you know to you when saying? we talk to you. 